Thank you too. The vision boards is a really funny thing because the fact that you need to create a vision board in itself is already too much of an effort. And if you're putting an effort, first of all, it's an effort. And then it is already determining something specific. And spirit is non-specific. Things, manifestation will happen according to your consciousness. I always say energy serves the consciousness you allow. So if your state of consciousness is one of presence, so you are in you are in access of your expanded consciousness that is in the now moment that is not a projection into the future because there is no need for that projecting into the future is in and of itself lack of trust and then what comes to be Oh my God, it's so much more than our limited perception from the human perspective can achieve. I mean, we have no idea of the immensity of the possibilities that then come to happen through this allowing. Welcome to the Inner Sanctum online group sessions with Karen Swain. This recording is some highlights from our two to three hour online sessions where I teach deliberate creation each week and once and sometimes twice a month we invite a guest teacher to share their wisdom and their work and we can quiz them and we have a lovely time. Enjoy the highlights and if you'd like to join us please go to karenswain.com slash inner sanctum and sign up. Welcome to the Inner Sanctum with my very special guest teacher, Tanya Castillo. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for inviting me. It's a, a blessing and an honor to be and, here. And Tanya's in Portugal and my little tribe is excited to speak with Tanya because so many of you really enjoyed the show that we did together. How long ago was that now? About a year ago? It was in August. August last year or the year before? Yeah. Last I was year. thinking it was more like sort of this afternoon. I was remembering, was it just in August? Like it was just a short while ago, but it seems to have been ages ago. It does, doesn't it? That's how I feel too. A lot's happened. A lot's happened since Yeah. August. Let me read uh, your bio out for people that don't know you or haven't watched the show. You hold, Tanya holds a degree in communication science and a postgrad in health and exercise. She's been a freelance selfpreneur since the age of 16, opening her first business at 23. And Tanya has explored her creative talents through English teaching, educational projects, marketing, PR, as a creative director and is an award-winning public speaker and author under the name of T.C. Alila. Aila. Aila. Oh gosh, I've got that wrong. Aila. So spelled A E E L A H, which is the name that you use on Facebook if people are looking for you yeah. on Facebook. She developed uh, philanthropic ventures, all whilst also diving deep into herself to uncover all her hidden sabotage 
and potential. She's a fully realized divine being enjoying each breath with the inspired creativity that her heart is to be trusted 100% of the time. <laughs> I love that. And uh, <laughs> she likes to playfully call herself a changeologist. Also some great... There's the science. <laughs> There's the science, a changeologist. Conscious explorer of the science of change, the science of change. Uh, through her impassion, inspired passion coaching project, she has developed what she coins as isness mentoring, the art of creating a safe space for the reunion of the human and the divine. Through her work with conscious breath, she accom accompanies people back home into their centre and to the here and now to expand consciousness beyond the illusion, allowing each one's radiant wisdom to hold and guide and embrace their whole being. We've got her books include Soul Song, The Melody with, Within, is that? Soul Song, The Melody Within? There you are. Is that it? <laughs> Oh, Soul beautiful. song, the melody within. Sh sh show us again. Oh, sorry. There you are. I'm on speed. You have to dig it. Beautiful. And is that the only one? And to be no, there's there's quite a few. So it's simple children's book. I don't have all of them here actually. Gorgeous. That's gorgeous. This one is Portuguese and English, but the fully English version is coming out right, right away. And Hindi English and Slovenian English. And then there's Be Love Beyond Illusion, uh, which beautiful. is also something that I really loved creating. Yeah. So Tanya and I were just chatting because we're uh, co-facilitating with Zane Daniel, uh, the Higher Self, Online Higher Self Expo, which is a 24-hour expo in July. And the spec, the, um, the topic of discussion is where science meets spirituality. And so we've been looking for speakers that straddle and unite those two worlds. And that's very much, you know, the work that you're doing. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you do that with people? It's interesting because... Um... I come from a world of science, both in the social sciences. So as I said, as, as you said, it's, um, I studied um, communication sciences. And there within that, you know, all of the, the philosophies and sociologies and anthropologies and all of that stuff over there. And then I dived into the world of health and fitness. So uh, parallel to to that and I was very very um, fond of exercising and um, keeping my nutrition to the T doing everything by the books and studying and studying and studying and always developing more in, within that field and exploring and exploring and exploring until <clears throat> I started being invited by my um, my isness, my my soul, my essence, 
um, I don't like to sort of differentiate too much between the soul and the spirit, because then in the end, basically, one is just communicating. The, it's all the same thing at different levels. So um, when I say the word, so, the word soul, I will be meaning higher self, spirit, I am, isness, essence. All of these for me are intermingled as the human also is, because when when it all connects, basically the human is just expressing all of that into the physical body and through the physical body. But of course, for that to happen, there has to be an alignment and an allowing. Anyway, so I started being invited from within to drop, of course, because the idea is to forget everything, <laughs> to drop everything I had learned. So, you know, drop, drop the belief systems, drop the concepts, drop the, so all of a sudden I would be invited. Okay. So what if, what if you don't need to exercise um, like this? Like, what if you don't need to exercise this number of hours? What if you don't need to eat like this? What if you don't need to, and, and I, and I was invited over and over again to drop more and more belief systems and to try a new way to, to experiment because basically that way, um, of course, because I overdid it, went brought me a lot of joint pain, a lot of um, challenge, physical challenges as well, because I was a real fitness enthusiast. So I, I not only was a teacher, but as in my own uh, personal practice, I tended to, to overdo it. So it brought me to a place where I had no other choice but to drop the belief systems. I, I always did it this way in my, in my path. Um, it was like bringing myself to the limit where I had no other choice. <laughs> so I just sort of tried and tried, tried that thing and explored it so much that then it brought me to the place where I had to let that go. In every single area of my life, that's exactly what happened. And I'm, gra I'm grateful for being um, a kamikaze. <laughs> sort of crazy, outrageous spirit um, having an adventure in this human form because it has always taken me to the limit of, okay? So let's do this so much that you drop it, that then you don't need it anymore, you don't want it anymore, you're not going to crave it anymore, and you're not going to even want to explore it anymore. So that's how my world of science, basically, where we're talking about health and fitness, brought me to the place where I dropped it. Yeah. And when I dropped it and started exploring in a whole new way, and actually I spent a year and a half without exercising, which would have been totally sort of completely out of any kind of possibility of this is healthy. But that's when my body lost all of the joint pain. So then I realized it was um, releasing any need for any of the hormones that were produced through exercise any of the adrenaline and all of the other hormones so that um, I was no longer dependent on any of them. So then when I started 
moving in a in a different way not because I had to but just because I felt like stretching and and dancing and swimming and I don't know moving with with all of the ease and grace of of my soul the purpose was no longer because you have to do this to be healthy it was because this is so delicious so sensual that it, it's just ecstasy. It's an orgasm all the time. Sort of like, let's just do this because it's, oh my God, so wonderful. And the same thing with food. I, I of course, studied all of whatever because I had to counsel my clients as well. I was, I was a, a professional personal trainer and, um, and uh, had a postgraduate in, in health and fitness science. So therefore, of course, I had to counsel everyone and I had to do that myself because I, I could not be counseling stuff that I didn't know worked. And then of course, drop this, drop that, drop the other. And I stopped eating breakfast and I stopped sometimes even having lunch and I stopped having like five or six meals a day. And then I started feeling better and better and better and better the less I ate, the less meals I ate. Um, and all of a sudden, all of the cravings that I had in the past, I, I actually went through a, a phase in my life where I, I was borderline bulimic. So I almost was really falling into bulimia, eating, throwing up and all of that. I, I wasn't totally, totally, you know, hardcore into that, but it was almost there. And now then all of a sudden there's no more cravings. I don't need this or that or the other. There's no desire. There's no nothing. And it's, oh, wow. Wait a minute. This is brilliant. This is, this is bliss. This means, so if I want to eat, I eat. If I don't want to eat, I don't eat. If I want to drink, I drink. If I don't want to drink, I don't drink. And it has absolutely no influence on my health. Actually, on the contrary. The freer I am, the healthier I am, be it towards exercise, towards um, food and anything and everything else. Basically my, my experience um, since my sort of enlightening opening up has been drop every single thing you've learned. And now, Allow yourself to discover a new way. It's been like that all the time. Like it's like that every day. <laughs> yeah. How beautiful. As I listen to you, I'm thinking about dancing. I used to be a dancer. Mm -hmm. I haven't danced in quite some time. But you know, when you when you learn a dance, you learn the steps and you're totally mm -hmm. in your head. And when you're in your head, you can't dance it. You can't there dance you it. are. Yeah. And then it, there's something about Going over the steps, um, you know, this is not talking about professional dancers who know how to move their body. I'm just talking about anyone. You go over the steps awkwardly, awkwardly, and you're awkward until you start to feel the dance. And then there's yeah. a body memory to the steps. And then once you've mm. felt it and memorized it, then you let go and your body dances. It's exactly. Just, yeah. 
It's a mastery. I was a um, hip hop instructor for 15 years. I used to choreograph and, you know, dancing was sort of like, but then I didn't feel like having to teach. I didn't feel like having to sort of instruct to have to create choreographies anymore to have to, I just felt like, you know, I just feel like dancing. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm no longer a fitness instructor, though I was, I loved it. And it was a wonderful part of my life. Um, and I was excellent at what I did. But at some point, I just didn't feel like having to, to do that myself, like to respect all of those rules. So of course, I couldn't teach them anymore, because it wasn't my, my joy, my experience at, uh, after a while. I After think that 25 years, <laughs> I think that everyone who's listening to this is trying to be more spiritual or more enlightened or more psychic or more expanded or more conscious or more aware, whatever it is that we're seeking that we think we want more of. I think that the, those rules, if you want to call them rules, apply. You know, people say, but how do you do it? Yeah. But how, how do you do it? And, and people will know in, in this group that any time I'm teaching anyone anything, I kind of really don't go into the one, two, three of how. I just say, let go yeah. of the thought that you can't do it and just let it unfold because it's yeah. within you. But we have to let go of the ideas that we don't know. I don't know how to be psychic exactly. or I don't know how to talk to my guides or I don't know how to be more conscious or more happy or more relaxed. Or I don't know how to meditate. Uh, you know, it's, it's um, yeah, you do. Actually, you do know. Uh, of course, it's so intrinsic. Mm, mm. And the more I was, get... I was a, a master of, you know, Reiki master, magnified healing master and, and a lot of other practices. And I taught them. And so on one day I get this invitation. Okay, now get all of your manuals, even the ones you've created yourself, put them in a bag and throw them in the recycling bin. <laughs> I'm like, am I listening to this correctly? <laughs> I'm like, oh, let me see if I'm listening to this correctly. I mean, you mean li literally grab all of the manuals, like all, like everything <laughs> I've created and also have, you know, from the masters who have taught me, put it in a bag and in the re recycling bin. And I get, of course, not because there's no need for many words. I mean, soul is really very economic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 and I'm, oh, okay, but you know, why can't I just grab them and give them to someone else, like someone who who would use them? And then, mm -mm. why? Okay, like, oh, but why would you give them to someone else? I mean, that person is going to create their own path. They're going to learn their own things. They're going to get their things from somewhere else why would you do that no 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 wait let's just bless the rubbish <laughs> <laughs> okay so i'm not gonna burn them i'm gonna put them in the paper recycling bin yes paper paper yeah there so i got this big bag you know full full of all of my manuals and before that, I was like, and what if I need any of this? 
Mm -mm. I can assure you, you're not going to want to look at any of that ever again. Mm -hmm. You sure? Like, really? Mm. So there I go, <laughs> get in my car, go to the recycling bin, boom, 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 everything there. And I'm, oh my God, now what am I going to do? So now I'm not going to do all of my alignments and all of my sort of protective bubble stuff and all of that. <laughs> what? How am I going to go out of the house like this? You know, I mean. <laughs> oh, boy. I know. Breathe. Just breathe. Breathe. Trust me. Trust me. Breathe. Okay. 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 <laughs> And from then on, it was sort of, oh boy, how much was sort of just waiting here for me to be quiet enough to listen. Because all of this was creating clutter and static in the communication line between me and myself. My expanded awareness could not reach me as um, clearly because there were all of these practices in the way. I mean, I had to do my mantras and then I had to take my essence, whatever. And then I had to spray whatever. And then I had to do the alignments, <laughs> so the, the chakra alignment. And then, you know, the, the light thing, the bubble and the, the tube and this and that and the other, well, whatever. <laughs> so I spent two hours every morning with all of this stuff. And of course, then there was no more time to just sit quietly and listen, of course. I mean, it, it makes all possible sense. But I must say that it was these practices in themselves that brought me to the exact point of releasing them. They were the ones who took me there. So they were all 100% appropriate, and I am super grateful for every single one of them. They were the ones who at one point invited me to let them go. I said, okay, you don't need us anymore. Move on. It's so interesting. Yeah, because the, the, I call it the Western mind is so rooted in logic and needing that, needing that, uh, needing those manuals, you know, we're yeah. so, how do we, you know, how do, I think that's the endless challenge of any spiritual teacher to communicate that all we need is in the letting go. And then we've got access to all that we could ever want. Uh, how we communicate that when people are looking that they're like rooted in the ha but how but how do I do that how yeah how do I let go but how I just have so many people you know ask me that question of the how the how I had that same experience uh I had been to a few different teachers and gurus asking questions and they had sort of said that I was just too I had to be more feminine they said so what they were saying is I was too in my logic I was too in the how, too in the wanting to know and having the man and read the manual. And I've said this a few times, but I, I had a trip up to Byron Bay, which was about 12 hours drive. And the, I was in the car by myself. And the whole way I, I just recited the, man, the mantra, 
I relinquish the need to know. I relinquish mm. the need to know because I was so in my how, but I need to know how, how, and that <laughs> 12 hours of chanting that and driving and just having that go over and over in my head really helped. It really helped. I just, by the time I got to Byron Bay, I was in such a peaceful, calm, relaxed place. No, no frantic seeking and wanting to know. And the irony of it was that as I let go of needing to know, all this information was coming to me, both from within me and outside of me, like it was crazy. It was like, it was just coming at me. It was bizarre. And I'm like, I don't need to know anymore. It's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay. <laughs> It, that's the paradox of life it's such a paradox when you stop yeah. wanting something what you want comes right when you stop of course because the wanting keeps it in want mode so exactly. if you want something it's because you don't believe you have it exactly. that's just so very simple I mean I used to go around in circles in my head around that but of course now because I'm not going around in circles in my head anymore it's so very clear like uh, obviously I mean if you want it that's what energy will serve. It serves the want, not the thing itself. Yeah, it serves the idea of lack within you. So if you want mm -hmm. something, you have a belief that you lack it. So exactly in wanting to know how to connect to your spirit guides, let's say. Uh, most, most people have this conversation in wanting something material, like I want more money or I want a relationship yeah. or I want you know success. But in wanting to be more enlightened or more peaceful or more connected, that, des that very desire of want says, I do not have that. Exactly. So therefore, I need to ask you how to attain that. I get but that question all the time. <laughs> yeah. Bloody. People say, you know, I mean, how, how do I listen to my soul? How, how do I stay present? Well, you just do. And it... <laughs> Of course, it's frustrating to receive this answer, isn't it? It's like, yeah. ah! like this be, ah! could throttle you. Well, but I really can't say anything else. It's just like, you just stay. <laughs> Take a breath. And I'm there. I'm sorry. I'm giggling. I'm giggling because it is so funny. You've got to laugh at it. It's Vladdy says here, but it's awesome. Yeah, because the question and the answer are two different energies. Absolutely, absolutely, Vladdy. I'm going to open. Yeah. It. Thank you. Thank you too. The vision boards is a really funny thing because the fact that you need to create a vision board in itself is already too much of an effort. And if you're putting an F, first of all, it's an effort. And then it is already determining something specific. And spirit is non-specific. Things, manifestation will happen according to your consciousness. I always say energy serves the consciousness you allow. So if your state of consciousness is one of presence so you are in you are in access of your expanded consciousness that is in the now moment that is not a projection into the future because there is no need for that projecting into the future is in and of itself lack of trust 
Now, if you're in the now moment, in complete trust of your flow, then whatever comes in the next breath is a direct consequence of that because energy serves that consciousness. So if you are there in that presence, in you, in the now moment, why would you need to project with a vision board and limit your potential? Because in fact, it limits what can happen because you have absolutely no idea what's going to happen next. You don't need to. And then what comes to be, oh my God, it's so much more than, your, than our limited perception from, from the human perspective can, can, can achieve. I mean, we have no idea of the immensity of the possibilities that then come to happen through this allowing. I'll, for instance, this Soul Songs book that I showed you, and I showed it to you for a purpose, is that just within that example, I wrote this in 2010, and in it I share uh, my daily invitations from my essence because I, I started asking my soul, okay, what, are, what is your invitation for today? And accepting that invitation and living my day by that invitation. So, of course, everything that was before just sort of collapsed and started becoming new, even though I was living the same, sim, uh, the same life, it wasn't the same because it was lived from a new consciousness. And I wanted it to be re-edited, re like redesigned, because I did the sort of, I did all of the, the thing on Word, like, because I'm not a designer, and so the first edition was, you know, just um, a very homey kind of thing. And I wanted it redesigned, but that's just something I knew. Okay. Yeah. But I never really made an effort or anything to look for how. So last year, a friend of mine who works at the professional school here, which is secondary 10th, 11th and 12th grade, um, invited me for another beautiful thing. So she got my book, Be Love Beyond Illusion to the kids. And they had to do all sorts of projects. So they created a school. The whole school was involved in a project with my book, Be Love, Be Love Beyond Illusion. And I had a presentation and all of that. It was sort of like, oh my God, is this, pos is this possible even that mainstream a mainstream school i mean there's nothing spiritual about these people the director anyone they're just sort of normal you know normal there's no meditation anything in this school totally normal but i got to speak to 200 kids about love and about self-awareness and about about getting out of the vi victim abuser savior mode and all of those things and it was like this is surreal. Is this even happening? And then I went to another school to talk to another 200 kids because I'd been at that one. Anyway, after this, she says to me, you know, do you have any book you'd like us to work on? And I'm, you're, yeah, are you serious? Yes, because the, the design teacher would like the kids to have a real life experience of what it's like to do the editorial design for a book and then 
to see how it gets published and all of that stuff, you know, for them, then when they go into the work world, because these are 12th graders, so they're 17, 18, just getting um, in their last year of secondary school, then they'll know what, what it's like. And I said, yes, of course I do. So I sent them this book. And I mean, of all books, this is a book about listening to our soul. It's like, okay, so this is going to a mainstream school and they're going to work on it. And, and um, so it's got 31 soul songs and it's got with the conversations that I have with my essence at that time that I was having on a daily basis. So there, so they did all of the, they touched up my photo. The photos are mine, but if you look at the other edition, it, they don't look like the same photos. <laughs> I mean, the whole book doesn't look like the same book. Anyway, so these kids were working on this book for this school year project to learn how to design a book that goes into a publishing company that then is um, printed and a real book. Now, can you imagine how beautiful it was for them, even though, of course, they might not have read much of it because then they don't need to. I mean, a designer doesn't need to read what they're, but it for sure has had an influence in all of their lives. And the thing is, how could I ever imagine that a mainstream secondary school was going to grab this book about soul and essence and speaking to God within and all of this for free would do the editorial design <laughs> for my book. I could never, ever in my wildest dreams have imagined something like this. So if I had a vision board about that, I would never have managed to get to this because I would have already limited my possibilities. Absolutely. That is such a beautiful story. That so turns me on and lights me up, honestly. Yeah. The, the fact that you've gone into a mainstream school and you're talking about love and connection. Oh my God, that lights me up. You know, we've got it was a, amazing. We've got a couple of teachers. Diane's a teacher. Another uh, interesting thing happened to me right at the end of February. And I in January I had been to teachers uh, conference, English teachers conference, and I had presented so it's simple the the children's book I said, and it was a very dynamic presentation because the the teachers were involved as kids. So me and the 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 um, illustrator who's a young eighteen year old young man. So he went with me. And we did a workshop with teachers in which they were the kids. And so we were exploring this book, which is a very beautiful story, uh, challenging as well. So, uh, but uh, what matters is that this child finds in inside himself, he finds that he has a beautiful angel, which is the, the big me. And that this, this, this beautiful angel inside of him takes him to the most magnificent places that that means that nothing else outside of him can ever, ever harm him because he discovers he's safe inside. 
And so we did this workshop with the teachers and one of the teachers there works at a Catholic priests and nuns school. And so she invited me, so she spoke to the priest who is the director of the school for me to go and teach mindfulness through conscious breath to the teachers. So of all things in a Catholic uh, school where nuns live and which is directed by a priest. And there, so there were 33 teachers in this workshop on the 27th and 28th of February last, like in 2020, like right before. And I was sharing these sort of transcendental things with people who were totally improbable. This, this would have been, if I had ever sort of thought of this possibility before, I would have said, oh, come on, forget it. That's, that's silly. How can you think about something like that? <laughs> and here I was, I was received with so much love. The nuns there were so, so caring. And I was given a nun's room to sleep in overnight because I stayed there. And I mean, it was just the most beautiful experience. And and that, of course, made me smile that it does, when you're in it, things just happen naturally. Of course, then these teachers were made to stay home two weeks later. And so I don't know how they used what was shared with them, but for sure, it made a huge difference in many of those teachers' lives, in their own personal lives. So how they used it afterwards, I don't know, because then they wanted me but then COVID struck and they, but they still want me when it all ends to go there and teach a mindfulness through conscious breath workshop to the nuns themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and I was so, oh my, this is, then they, they, you know, they treated me with so much love. Of course we treated each other with, with so much love. It was, such a natural thing such a natural thing wow that's just awesome that is so because yeah. oh wow i'm so blown away at that because you know the church you think i think well i've my experience of it is yeah. so pitched up with we've got all the answers who's some secular exactly. girl can't come in and tell you know the the learned church people what to do or how to do you know exactly that's incredible it is Mm. and I mean I was burnt on the stake some centuries (laughs) ago (laughs) by the inquisition so it's sort of like oh my god this is wonderful It's full. It's a full circle moment, isn't it? It's a full circle. It moment. is. It's one of those moments where you feel absolute liberation, that you're no longer judging them. They're yeah. no longer judging me, and there is this sort of this merge where we connect through that higher consciousness that we all have invariably, no matter what we believe in, no matter what, where we come from, but where we connect through that, that's what matters. Yeah. It doesn't really, anything else doesn't matter. Yeah. So I would say 
didn't say how. It's all in allowing. <laughs> allowing. It's all in allowing. Okay. So there are three key, three key things here. One, acceptance. Acceptance. No resistance. While you're resisting, you are creating the need for something to resist. Therefore, you are informing energy that it needs to serve you in a way that creates resistance for you to resist against. So if there is acceptance, there no longer is resistance. So that's first, first key, acceptance of whatever is in your life, whatever is. Okay. Once you're in acceptance, then you let it you let go because acceptance is instantly letting go they're both one and the same thing as soon as you accept you let go of the idea around the judgment around the separation around the resistance around the effort around see these are all the things that create effort so acceptance letting go, which for me are basically the same thing, but if we were going to put them in order, it would be in this sequence. And then comes allowing. What? Allowing you. Allowing God within. You are God also. The key element here is that we have forgotten so well that we are eternity. And for me, this is love. Love is eternity with no conditions, with no restrictions. This is unconditional love. We are all eternity existing through a series of experiences. But once you remove the weight that is placed on all of those experiences, the judgment, the resistance, the, all of that, that concept around each experience, the stories, or the attachment to the stories, basically, once you release that, they become unconditioned. So therefore, that opens up space and they can merge melt into you and alchemize, disappear. Of course, you have the memory of the story that you lived, but it's no longer charged in a sense that it's no longer polarized towards one side or the other. Because in, in my vision and perception, it's neither, neither there nor there. The answer does not lie in one side or in the other. For my, from my experience, it's just neutral. And that is unconditional. So it's neither here nor there. There is in that space, no duality. Because if it's either towards the dark or towards the light, it's still within a dual judgmental concept of this is good and this is bad. Or the other way around. Then you come into that space where there is no duality, that, that oneness, right? That, that united field of expanded consciousness that you are God also. And in that, you know, you are eternity. 
Now, now why would God, like God existing, eternity, be concerned about anything? Because this is actually the blessing of experience is actually every single experience is valuable. Every single experience brings consciousness further in its knowing of itself. So if you then remove the conditions, which are the effort, right? The effort, the trying, the trying to be something you already are. So, okay, drop that, drop it. Then you can only be that which you already are, which is unconditioned, therefore unconditional eternity, which is love. We call it love. We have, of course, then conceptualized it in so many different ways. And there's no, no love like the way humans live love because we have emotions. And therefore, it's an exquisite experience to see love in facets which go from the mind, out of the mind, into something completely new. Uh, really, we created love in the concept we we live it we live it but love in a in a more expanded view is just eternity there is nothing separate in eternity nothing therefore to come into that just accept whatever is your experience let it go let go the let go of the attachment let it drop like Karen showed at the beginning to drop. And then all of a sudden you realize, wow, I am so much more, but here the more is not, not because it's sort of more important or hierarchically better in any way. It's just, there is so much more, so much that I cannot even grasp. None of us can grasp the full totality of the more that we are because we are in this physical form for that specific reason. And that's the letting go of having to know. Once you let go of the need to know, because there's no point, whatever you need to know becomes visible to you now. What if you don't know it Two minutes from now, it doesn't matter because two minutes from now, you'll know what you need to know. But for that to be accessible, the effortlessness, this is effortless flow. We need to come into this acceptance and this letting go, constant letting go. The breath, that's why the breath for me is just everything because the breath itself is a constant reminder. You cannot hold on to the in-breath. You cannot hold on to the out-breath. But the breath lets go of itself moment to moment. It's a continuous birthing and death. Birthing and death. It holds on to no part. It reminds us constantly of that, that presence that we are. So just staying in the breath... And this may seem too simplistic, 
but it's absolutely true. Just staying in the breath will allow for that presence to become more and more tangible. Of course, the mind will still for a very long time keep on asking questions, etc. What do you do with that? You smile, let it go and stay. The question comes, you don't go after the question. You just stay here, smile at the question, let it go but not let it go staying attached to a need to know what the question wants to know. You let it go so that it's so free that it doesn't even belong to you anymore. Because you know that you know. I recently wrote a text, which is actually in my blog called The Desert of Knowingness. And in this, in this process of becoming, of homecoming, it is really this. It's allowing the deserts there are deserts upon deserts that need to be allowed and when i say deserts because it's empty void there's nothing there there are these phases in our um evolution of the knowing of our consciousness basically because we are already that but we're just coming to know it moment to moment breath by breath there are phases where it seems like nothing is happening. Oh my God, those are the most wonderful phases because that's where the true alchemy is happening. Because then you're not attached to, like then you're sort of like frantically searching for something that should be happening and it's not. That is the blessing. That's the desert. Allow the desert. Don't, not having to know and not having to do all the time. Really, the, the world we live in is, is um, um, managed by busy people. And busyness <laughs> is really the antithesis of this allowing. So because busyness is always frantically and urgently trying now what if you can be productive without being busy so that is really challenging for the for the human especially in the world we live in okay so i mean you know because we've been taught that being busy is good that being busy is being productive and useful. I would say exactly the opposite. If, if you really, really want to flow in this effortlessness, the need to be busy has to be let go of. So it's an addiction. Busyness is an addiction. I was terribly addicted to busyness. That's why I'm talking about it. I was like super, super junkie, super busyness junkie. Until I realized that it was getting me nowhere. <laughs> the busier I was, the more stuck I became. And then I brought the busyness into my spirituality too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh, absolutely. I was talking about this the other day. Uh, Deepak said it so beautifully. He said, 
do nothing and achieve more. <laughs> and to the, the human, the Western mind, I don't know, maybe the Eastern mind is different because it's been sort of rooted in uh, mindfulness and meditation and Eastern philosophy, but to the Western mind, the logical mind, what? Do nothing and achieve more? What? <laughs> it is the opposite of what we've been taught. Yes. I want to say something. You said, I want to write this down because I want to have this information so I can relay it to the people who are in that sort of spiritual busyness so that I remember this information. And that seems logical. What I want to say is everything that Tanya is reminding us of. You've got all of this inside you. You don't need to look at your notes. It's just applying what Tanya is actually saying. And this is to everyone who wants to relay this information back to people, whether it's to your students or your friends or your colleagues or your family. It is in that surrender, like we spoke so much about this in the last Inner Sanctum, and then this is like this constant dovetailing of the same conversation. We spoke about this with Michael Tamora as well. It is in that surrender to the moment and to the wisdom of who you are that it flows through you so effortlessly, so effortlessly. Have that intention of relaying this wisdom to people who are asking for it, who are wanting it. So people that are doing spiritual practice like vision boards and stuff, they're asking for it. They're wanting to know. And then just letting that intention flow through you as you surrender to the moment, surrender to the wisdom of your higher self because yeah, let it channel through you. That's exactly it. Tanya, gorgeous one. Thank you so much. Beautiful one. Thank you too. It was such a blessing to be here with everyone. So beautiful. Thank you really so much. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank you all. so much. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Have a great time. You're just the bee's knees. Mwah! Big love to you all. Blessings. Thank you. All thank my you. love to all of love. you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.